action-packed day-to-day. Wake up at 6.30 for work, make some accounts, flip some money around at the bank, get off, see a loved one, chill, then see my mom and my nephew, chill with them for a little bit. Me and the little nephew, 10 years old, got down on some twisted metal. Haven't played that in about 10 years, but it was cool playing with him. Gets all into it, shaking his legs all crazy anxious style. Reminded me of a young Brandon. Lots of fun. And then now, sort of end of the day. It's like 7 o'clock. Playoff action starting for the NBA. Baseball games going on. Let's throw in a podcast, which is also action-packed. This is episode 107 of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. I am host Brandon Lachance. Running down the day for you. Some work, some loved ones, some family. Now a podcast. That is a beautiful Saturday to me. I love it. Saturday, September 12th. Got two great guests on this episode. Amboy cross-country runners, both juniors, Brock Loftus, Ian Eller. Had a chat with them last weekend, Labor Day weekend. Two great kids tearing it up on the cross-country course. Amboy at the moment is 3-0. Got their third victory. Brock Loftus finished first, 16-11. Ian Eller, second, 16-58.6. Third was Kyler McNich, who is a sophomore, in 17-30.2. Then sophomore Charlie Dickinson came in fifth with an 18.07.4. And junior Andrew Jones came in 11th, 18.47.1. Amboy scored 22 points in this race. On Wednesday at the Eastland Cross Country Invite, Invitational, in Lanark. So Wednesday was the last race they had. Moved to 3-0. I know Ian and Brock said that they were excited about this race coming up on Tuesday in about three or four days. They talk about it because it's a track they know, a track that they can gain speed on, and don't have to worry about slowing down. They're excited for Tuesday. But they got to be excited about everything so far. 3-0. Like I said, Amboy, 22 points. Second place, Duran Pacatonica, had 50. That's what they've been doing to the competition lately. The Lady Clippers left their mark in Wednesday's Invitational as well. Junior Lauren Altaus finished second in 21, 37.1. And freshman Ellie Jones finished fifth with a 22, 18.3. Unfortunately, they finished fourth with the 63, Eastland won with the 45. Still putting up great times, cutting them down here and there. I know it's been tough this week, rain, kind of been windy, not great running weather. But it's good to see Amboy keep doing their thing, and Brock and Ian talk all about it in this episode. And although they both run for Amboy, Brock actually goes to the little school in Ohio And we joke around, talk about that in the conversation, and Ian goes to Amboy. But best of friends, on and off the course, and it shows for Amboy the close-knit community that they have on the cross-country courses. Let's break down the plugs real quick. Don't know where you listen to this one, but you can listen to all episodes of Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and Google Music. Check us out on social media. Edge of Your Seat Podcast on Facebook and Edge of Your Seat P on Twitter. Have any questions, suggestions, want to suggest a guest, want to 
question something I said or a guest said or want extra information about something. Hopefully we don't leave stuff out. Maybe sometimes we do. We're all humans. Can't remember everything to say, unfortunately. That's how it goes, right? America, human beings, life. But any of that stuff, kick us an email at edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com. Some other local sports, high school style going on this week. On Thursday, lots of stuff were going on. The Streeter Cross Country team was also in action. They finished second in a triangular they were in. For the girls, Abby Seaton was second. And Cody Danko, for the boys, finished third. And he was the first runner for the Bulldogs to finish in the 18s. Good for him. Good for them. Streeter improving every time they step on the course as well. On Thursday, we also saw some golf action. Hall split a triangular. Sherrard won with 171. Hall had 191. And Morrison had 200. Evan Earl for Sherrard was the medalist with a 38. And for Hall boys golfers, Rivers Jordan shot a 45. And Josh Scary was one stroke behind him with a 46. Thursday saw Ottawa take their first loss of the season. They fell to Sycamore 167 to 170. Tough loss, but good showing from the team. Listen to this consistency by four guys. Caden Erickson, a 41. Jonathan Cooper, a 42. Michael Bruner, a 43. And Drake Stout, a 44. One, two, three, four, right down the line. That's consistency. Good job, even though they fell by three. They'll get it next time, having a great season for Ottawa Golf. The medalist was David Beatty from Sycamore with a 39. Today, Saturday, there were some cross-country races going on, including Yorkville hosting Manuka. Haley Simmons for Yorkville won the girls' varsity race. And not only does she get the W, she gets the W on her birthday. That's great. That's fantastic. I wish I could have done something like that on my birthday. Good for her. Way to get a varsity win on your birthday. And also happening this week was the St. Bede Boys Golf. They finished second in a Three Rivers Triangular. Senior Nathan Pothoff at a 37. St. Bede finished with the 166 to best Borough Valley with the 208. But they fell to Riverdale who had a 156. Lots of awesome stuff going on sports-wise. Glad that we have stuff to talk about people to talk about that are going through the high school sports process. It has been a crazy year, COVID-19, messing up everything, but at least these athletes, student athletes, get to be part of something that they're used to or just getting into and have four more years to go. Just think, it is not gonna be like this the whole time. Things will get better. Just gotta push through, at least we can do things while we can do them. Speaking of doing things, there is an extremely cool opportunity in the Illinois Valley. Since 2015, LP CrossFit has been offering something unique, a customized way to get in shape while having fun. Whether you're new to exercise or an experienced athlete, LP CrossFit is the right place for you. LP CrossFit is a diverse community with a culture focused on fun and hard work. All members know each other's name and support one another during workouts. LP CrossFit will help you reach your goals and get into the best shape of your life. LP CrossFit offers a weekly schedule of classes 
for every fitness fan, whether you want to dial up the intensity or take a more relaxed approach. LP CrossFit's trained coaches tailor each and every workout for every athlete in every class. CrossFit classes are programmed with a mixture of body weight, gymnastic, barbell, and other movements to build strength and endurance. All small group classes are coach-led and all movements are infinitely scalable so they can work with any fitness level, injury, or mobility restriction. Check out LP CrossFit on Facebook, online at lpcrossfit.com, or in person in the Peru Mall across from Secret Nails. You'll never have so much fun while getting so fit. Like I said, things are going on all around us on a Saturday, including NBA playoffs. The Los Angeles Lakers and the Houston Rockets just had tip-off of Game 5. This is elimination time for the Rockets. If they don't get a dub here, they're done. Season over. James Harden and Russell Westbrook, thanks for playing, but go home. Hopefully they can extend it. I do think the Lakers are going to take the series, but I thought it would be in at least six games. I don't know why, but six seems like a better number than five. You're going to lose a series. Obviously, seven is the greatest number that you'd want to go to. But with a team the caliber of LeBron, Anthony Davis, and all the goons that they have on the Lakers, I would be happy with a game six if I was Houston. Friday's action, the game of the week in my eyes. Boston Celtics defeated the Toronto Raptors 92-87 in a game seven. The Celtics are in the Eastern Finals against the Miami Heat. That is the matchup I wanted to see. Maybe not in the beginning, first round of the playoffs, but as it went on, we got to the semis. I'm like, that would be the best one for me as a fan. I want to see what Jimmy Butler can do. I love Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker. Jalen Brown is quickly moving up my list. I said that on the last podcast. But this was the matchup for the Eastern Conference. Bucks couldn't be there, which they got knocked out in the semis by the Heat. I was super shocked about that. Totally thought the Bucks were going to be representing the Eastern Conference in the finals. No way in my mind did I think they were going to get knocked out in the semis. But hey, this is life. It's what happens. Miami Heat deserve to be there. And now they got a matchup with the Celtics. I would like to see the Celtics win. Jimmy D'Angelo was on Edge of Your Seat podcast a couple episodes ago and said that he could see the Boston Celtics and Los Angeles Lakers, that old school NBA rivalry, meeting in the finals again. And so could I. And I actually want to see that. Why not? We already know LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to get that ring. Honor Kobe. Honor the Lakers back on top of the world. Have it against an old school rivalry with three studs who have many more years to shine. Also on Friday, the Denver Nuggets stayed alive with a 111-105 victory over the Los Angeles Clippers, making that series 3-2. Clippers still got a hold on it. Clippers take it in six. Let's get over with. Definitely want to see the Clippers in the Lakers. L.A. battle in the Western Conference Finals. That would be amazing. That's what we want to see. We know we're going to see it, so let's get it. Let's just get to it already. Tired of being patient. Want to watch what I want to watch. I know a lot of other people are saying that too. We did our waiting for months. Now let's see what we want to see. Also in basketball action, the Chicago Sky. I gotta start talking about them more. Gotta give props to the WNBA and everything that they're doing. Chicago Sky got a win today, 95-88. Moved to 12-10 on the season. Another game, 
over 500. Let's keep those ones coming, man. Or girls? Or women? Women. Women. Can't disrespect you by calling you girls. WNBA. So congrats to the sky. Getting another victory. One more game over 500. Love to see that. Thursday was a fantastic day. NFL back on TV. Kansas City Chiefs with a 34-20 victory over the Houston Texans. Man, the running back, rookie, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. 25 touches for 138, 138 yards, one touchdown, an average of 5.5 per carry. That dude is going to be a crazy super stud if he can stay healthy. He is small, but he's super crazy fast. If he can take the hits, he's getting hit by people five times his size. And he's not the only running back that that's happened to. But hopefully he can have a good five-year, ten-year career. Running back average years in the NFL is like three, maybe two. So if he can stay healthy, this dude is going to be a stud and help the Chiefs win at least one or two more Super Bowls from the running back position anyway. Of course, all the other positions got to stay healthy and you know keep doing what they're doing. Patrick Mahomes has to be there, the best quarterback, best player in the NFL. But having NFL back on TV tomorrow, Sunday morning, is going to be like Christmas for a lot of people, including this guy right here. Love watching some football. Makes Sunday a Sunday, right? Only way to do it. But Saturday is also college football day. Not going to run down all the scores, but this one jumped out at me, especially because we had Nick McLaughlin on last podcast, St. Beat Athletic Director. He was talking about his love for the Notre Dame fighting Irish. They got a victory today. Moved to 1-0 on the season. First game of the year for them and Duke with a 27-13 win over the Blue Devils. Let's face it, Duke is a basketball school. And we talked about that, or at least I talked about that, in the podcast, the conversation with Nick. And it was like, he said, if Notre Dame is good, college football is good. College football is always better when Notre Dame is winning or a quality program. And I said I felt the same way about Duke. But that's totally basketball, not football. It's a basketball school. But Notre Dame with the 27-13 victory, start things off on the right foot. What is also good to start off on the right foot is your new business or your new product or your new service. Because let's face it, having a new business or having a new product or service is a tough transition. It's not a smooth startup. It is not as easy as riding a bike. In the digital world, Jamison Media Services gives that bike new tires, a comfortable cushion, and a motor. No pedals needed. Locally owned Jamison Media Services offers businesses and organizations something extremely important in the technology era, digital marketing solutions. To help your professional endeavor prosper and stay successful, Jamison Media Services designs websites, produces videos, manages social media, and has a license to fly drones for photography and video. You choose the vehicle. A new shiny bike made easy to ride, a drone for flashy stylish vibes, or both. Jameson Media Services paves the road and clears the skies for amazing digital marketing solutions. Call 815-866-9352 to contact owner Brent Jameson. Also, make sure to check out Jameson Media Services Com. The NBA is doing good stuff in the bubble. Been able to maintain a, I guess, shortened season, play-in season to see what was going on with playoffs. 
And then now the playoffs have been running rampant for a few weeks, a month, and there's been no problems with COVID-19. MLB has seen this and are talking about a playoff bubble. So when the Major League Baseball season comes to a wraps, got to have some playoffs. Why not have it in a bubble? I think it's a smart move. It cuts out the travel. The travel is how COVID-19 has been spreading. If we'd all stay in one spot, stay away from each other, and do everything, stay hygienic, all those things, for three weeks to a month, this probably would have been killed. Done. COVID-19 no more. Rest in peace. But we move, we go around. I understand we have to do that for life in some sense of the word or the meaning. So it's been tough on MLB. St. Louis Cardinals, Miami Marlins got hit with COVID-19 pretty hard. Other teams, I know the Phillies had a bout with it. I think the playoff bubble would be a great idea. Just saying. But we're still in the regular season now. We got two games going on right now that I'm paying attention to. The White Sox have a 3-0 lead over the Detroit Tigers, bottom of the second. And the Cubs and the Milwaukee Brewers are tied 0-0 in the top of the fourth. On Friday, the White Sox opened the series with the Tigers with a 4-3 W. That's what I like to see, Chicago. But on the other sense, Chicago, the Cubs lost 1-0 on Friday to the Brewers. In the last four games, not even talking about today's game, where they have a goose egg right now. Hopefully they can score some runs at some point. But in the last four games, 11 runs. They had two games with no runs. They scored eight in a victory on Thursday and three in a victory on Tuesday. 11 runs in four games. No bueno, man. No bueno. The bats got to start moving. They got to start connecting. Otherwise, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. We're in the MLB. Everybody's hitting. White Sox are showing that. They're hitting the ball, crushing it. Padres, most grand slams ever, it seems to me. Six in a month, four in four days, crushing the ball. The Cubs need some of that mojo. They need something, some spring, some extra something. I'm not saying cork bat it. I'm not saying do anything illegal. I'm saying your professional ball players hit the ball, man. I don't think I've preached about that enough. Yeah, probably, but it's not changing anything. Love it when both Chicago teams are relevant. It's only happened a few times in the last few years where both teams are solid or good. Thought this year was going to be the year when both of them were at least going to make the playoffs. Sox look like they're going to get there. Cubs, they're falling off, falling off. So let's get the bats moving. Got to get into the playoffs. Got to be good. Just do your thing. Because again, we're talking about sports being good when teams are good. MLB Baseball is the best when the Yankees, Red Sox, and the Cubs are doing well. Throw in the Dodgers. When those four teams are doing well, or at least three out of the four, seems like baseball is what it's supposed to be, in my eyes. I, as a Chicago fan, throw the White Sox in there, but not everybody does. It's not one of those iconic teams that should be winning all the time. Unfortunately, I don't think the White Sox will ever be in that classification. The Cubs should be, Red Sox should be, Yankees should be, Dodgers should be. When they're good, baseball is good. But establishing a better vocabulary, when it comes to home renovations, we don't need them good, we don't need them great, we need them spectacular, fantabulous, amazing. Nothing short of a 4th of July celebration when it comes to your home. For real. You want to come home to something awesome, something nice, something that 
you created, something that you designed. Well, whether it's a light fixture or an entire kitchen remodel, Olson Construction can help you do exactly that. The family-owned and operated company prides itself in offering family prices with family honesty. Olson Construction specializes in roofing, siding, windows, doors, deck designs, remodels, garage additions, and room additions. Brothers Keith Milas and Tommy Olson have been in construction for over 10 years and are willing and able to take care of your home renovations from start to finish with your thoughts and opinions taken with every step of the journey. For a free estimate, call Olson Construction, which is fully licensed and insured at 815-910-5982. Olson Construction can also be contacted on Facebook at the Olson Construction LLC page or via email olsonconstruction19 at gmail.com. Couple random facts, random thoughts I want to leave us with on this awesome Saturday. Hopefully everybody is enjoying their weekend. If you're watching some TV and you have not checked out Cobra Kai yet, please do. I don't want to say I'm binge watching because I'm not really. I am watching two or three episodes at a time, then go do my thing. Next day, maybe watch two or three more. So I don't know if you call that binge watching. Because, I mean, you watch three episodes, that's like an hour and a half, maybe an hour 45. So it's not even like I'm watching a full movie. Or maybe a full movie, just about a full movie. But it is a great show. I remember The Karate Kid when I was a kid. You know, it came out in 1984. I wasn't quite born yet. But by 90, when I'm five years old, I was born in 85. Still a thing. Still a thing in the mid-90s. Well, early 90s. Probably not mid-90s. Early 90s. Still a movie that you saw on TV all the time. People were still talking about, still heard some of the, the music as the 80s scene was kind of dying out. But the nostalgia, the throwbacks, Mr. Miyagi, the bonsai trees, the Corvettes, the karate tournaments that I've never seen in real life, at least not in Illinois. Maybe in California that's a thing, but never was here, at least in my eyes. But just crazy cool to watch brings back memories, and instills some new ones, like the new characters that they got in. They have children, they have spouses, they have new kids they're teaching karate to. It is pretty cool, and it's cool how the characters are interlapping. No spoilers, okay? There will be spoilers. I'm giving the spoiler alert right now. It is absolutely insane that Johnny Lawrence's son is being trained by Danny LaRusso, and LaRusso's daughter, Sam, is now dating Miguel, who is Johnny's star pupil. Super crazy. Just the interlapping of characters. I'm going to keep watching and watching and watching to see what happens. I am, I think I'm on episode 8 of the first season, so I got like two left. Interested to see how this develops, who starts fighting who. They just brought up the tournament, the yearly tournament that Danny kicked Johnny in the face in 1984. Will Miguel and Bobby, who is Bobby's son, being taught by Danny, will they meet in the tournament? I'm thinking that's how it's going to happen. I mean, how does it not happen like that? If you've seen all through, I know there's two seasons on Netflix, but I know they've had more on TV. Don't tell me. I don't want to know until I see it because it is very, very interesting. The blow your mind stat or fact of the day, maybe that's a new segment, let me know if you think that should be one. Thursday was the first day ever in history of our planet, of our nation, of our country, of sports, 
was the first day that the NFL, MLB, NBA, WNBA, MLS, and NHL were all played. So we can talk smack about COVID and hate it, which I do and we all do, and I'm going to talk smack until it's completely gone. And fast forward 10 years, I'm going to be telling stories about how this affected everybody's life, and I'm still going to hate it. But if it did one thing, it created that crazy circumstance, situation, that we will never, ever see again. Having all of those major sports played on the same day, that will be an ESPN 30 for 30. I almost guarantee it. It totally will. There's no way that it's not. Well, that's enough for me. Hopefully, you enjoyed this show. Like I said, if you want to go back and listen to others, they are on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and Google Music under, of course, Edge of URC Podcast. Enjoy listening to Brock Loftus and Ian Eller, two juniors with the Amboy Cross Country Program. They are tearing it up, and they did an awesome, amazing job speaking with me and playing a game of hot potato. Who doesn't like playing hot potato? Until next time, peace. It is not that beautiful of a Sunday. It is Labor Day weekend. Had a very nice Friday, Saturday, weather-wise, and then all of a sudden, bam, it's rainy, it's windy, and, you know, it's Illinois. That's how things work. But it doesn't matter what kind of weather we have in Illinois. Cross-country is always a thing. Always trying to get on the courses to better times, get some personal records. I have two cross-country runners with the Amboy Boys cross-country team, both juniors, and Brock Loftus and Ian Eller. How's it going, fellas? Good. How are you? Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. Always, 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 always. Got to show some light to the Amboy Cross Country Program, and you guys are doing fantastic this year. So we'll start with Brock real quick, and just talk about the season. How does it feel to be back on the courses? Just feels great, you know, with everything going on in the world, knowing that we're fortunate to have a season. Some states aren't allowed to have a season right now, and us having a season is just great. Put a lot of work in the summer, over 800 miles, so just real excited. I know it's all going to pay off big time. Ian, please tell me you put in more than 800 so Brock wasn't by himself. Oh, nah, I was trying to keep up with him with that 800. It's a little tough sometimes. Like I said, work hard, you know. But no, nah, we got good mileage in the summer. Looking forward to the rest of the season. How many meets do you guys have already in the books? We got two in this year. Um, Lake Carroll and Pecatonica. Pecatonica was this past Thursday. That was a win, correct? Yes. And then was the other race, you guys didn't quite have five racers? Is that how it went? No, no, we, we did. We won that one, too. Yeah. 2-0. 2-0 on the season. That's got to be a good feeling. Oh, yeah. Starting off strong. And uh, on Thursday, we didn't have our third or fourth runner, too, so felt real good. So you guys had some guys come, I guess, in other sports terms, come off the bench and help you guys out? Uh, they were here last year, but they just had to step up a little bit with our faster, like some of our faster runners not being able to race. What does that mean for you guys to have guys to come in and do that? And everybody seems like they're kind of bought into the Clippers running program. She was really good. You know, we all know how to race and everything and how important it is to step up for each other. And uh, yeah, we always put that hard work in. Perfect. How does it feel to start the season 2-0? I mean, that's not an easy feat, especially if you got guys that, you know, normal runners had to step out for a minute. You got guys coming in early on. What does that mean to you? Because 
Usually that happens down the road, middle of the season, end of the season, but you guys are already battling sort of adversity already. How does it feel to be 2-0 with all those things going on? Feels really good. I would say, you know, we've always been a little bit of an underdog, I guess you could say, you know, uh, with rankings and everything, and we're just really out to make a point this season in the rankings and everything. Yeah, and we have momentum going into the, like, coming up races. That's a, that's a good feeling. Definitely. And both of you guys being juniors, have you been running together for years? Yeah, since freshman year. Freshman year, yeah. So how does that feel for you guys, be one and two in a program, know each other, friends, runners together? How has that helped you guys throughout the season so far? She was really good, you know, like outside of running, we're really good friends too. So just knowing that uh, our hard work and everything's paying off feels great. Yeah, just having that connection, being able to work off each other in the races, um, it's tough. Ian, does it help competitive-wise having, you know, a buddy, a friend, somebody to push your limits in practice and in the meets? Does that help you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like in practice, just knowing that every little workout can help just get us even farther in the season and boost our rankings and being able to, like, know that you have someone else out there to compete with even if it's friendly competition, obviously. Brock, has there ever been any moments where you're like, man, I wish this Ian dude would leave me alone and just let me run? <laughs> definitely, definitely, but it's all love, you know. You gotta have those moments, otherwise you're not real teammates. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's perfect, perfect. What are some upcoming, you know, courses or teams that you're going to be competing against that you guys are looking forward to? I'm really looking forward to uh, next Tuesday. We run at Rock Falls, and that's like our one chance to run fast basically all year because all the courses we're running on are, are really brand new to us. We've never been to all of them except, I think, three courses this year because we got put in this new COVID region. And uh, so we know Rock Falls, and it's flat, and all the other courses are so hilly that we ran so far. So I'm really looking forward to Tuesday. Ian, anything you're looking forward to? Yeah, I'd have to say the same because – this uh, this next meet that we have coming up this week is Lake Carroll again, and it is just insanely hilly. I don't enjoy that, but yeah, Rock Falls run it the past two years, three years, and it's just a good course to be on. Everyday average Joes that are not running cross country or five Ks or anything like that, you know, you say hilly or flat, and you're like, oh, okay, you know, it is what it is. It's hilly. It's flat. Whatever. What are the differences to you guys when you're looking at courses and you're like, oh, this course is hilly. Okay, this is flat. You definitely got to, like, plan out where you're going to work hills, where you're going to put surges in and stuff, like, just to try to drop the people behind you and stuff. And you know that uh, uh, hills are not really fun, but practicing on hills pay the bills, they say, so. I like that. I'm going to keep that cliche in the back of my head now. Every time I think of cross country, I'm going to think of that. Ian, is it kind of the same way for you? You're like, hey, got to strategize for hills. What are some of the main, I guess, benefits to the flat courses? Oh, the benefits are obviously your legs just feel so much better, at least for me. I know that when I, I'm going up a hill, I just feel like can't wait till I get to the flat part. It's just torture. No reason to put yourself through torture on hills because to me, cross country is already torture. <laughs> so you guys said this summer or in the off season you guys were well, at least Brock running 800 miles Ian not far behind 
Is that a normal, or did you kind of pick it up this off season? This off season, really. So, like, as soon as uh, the coronavirus and all started and school got canceled, I was like really looking forward. I was hoping we'd have a track season, so I started putting in work. Like, I never really had like the first two summers of honestly never really did too much i did some stuff nothing really and this summer and then when track finally got canceled i took a week off about and then i was like i'm gonna put the work in really hard this summer because i know deep down i have a feeling we're gonna have a season this year and i know a lot of people are like antsy about it they don't think we're gonna have it so they took days off that and i was like i'm just gonna capitalize that and make sure i put in the work so yeah this is like the most work i've definitely ever put in for sure yeah, I'd have to say the same probably because I don't do track, I do baseball, but our season was canceled pretty early on. I just took it as an opportunity to start getting the miles down to our legs and hopefully that we would have a cross-country season. And obviously now it's turned out good because we're better prepared. Obviously both of you guys just mentioned COVID. We know how it affected the spring Everything was shut down. Summers were really different. Now we're back in school. Most are e-learning or going to school one or two days a week and then e-learning the rest of the day. You're supposed to have mask on all the time. How has this affected both of you individually in school and cross country? I go to Ohio, so our school is like really small. And, uh, you know, it definitely has affected it and everything. And it's just like... I don't know. Just wear your mask in public, I guess. You know what I mean? Hopefully we can get this virus over with as soon as possible. I go to Amway. We actually go to school all five days a week. So wearing a mask all day, every day, it's just is not fun for me. And I just hope that we can get it done with as soon as possible. Definitely. And with cross country being, you know, it's kind of a contact sport in the beginning when you're, you know, first starting off. But then it's really not once you start distancing yourself. Was there any practices or anything where you guys had to wear a mask while you were trying to run? Um, while running, no. But while we're standing around and everything around each other, stretching and stuff, we keep our masks on for sure. And Brock, you mentioned you went to Ohio. How many kids are here in graduating class? Uh, it's me and a buddy. It's just two of us. <laughs> I, yeah, it's real small. <laughs> I did a couple of stories there. Um, in the past, and every time I'd go in there, it was like an abandoned school, even though it was a school day, and I hear bells, and like two people would walk past me in between classes. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. So with, you know, being from small schools and, you know, Ian, you going every day, five days a week, has there been any, you know, ill effects of having to wear masks all the time? So far, it doesn't seem like there's been any effects from it just us not enjoying wearing them all the time i know we've had one or two people maybe that have had to been quarantined because a family member or something got tested for covid but there hasn't really been any anything bad anybody accessorizing the mask and making them look cool or girls bedazzling them Sometimes, you know, people just have a little fancier mask trying to get an aesthetic going on. But I'd say overall people just have plain masks that just put them on for just because we have to. Definitely. I always wonder about that with uh, high school stuff. When I was in high school, early 2000s, I mean, Nelly had the Band-Aid on his cheek. So a few kids, maybe me being one of them, had like those little Band-Aids on our cheek trying to be cool. 
<laughs> so I'm like, now you got a perfect opportunity with the mask. You can do whatever you want to. So I'm always curious what people do. So obviously, being juniors, you're both in your third year at cross country. No, Michael Robinson's been your coach for a few years, but it hasn't been your coach the whole time. So just talk about coaching at Amboy and how it's helped you out. So my freshman year, I'll be real with you. I had literally no clue anything about cross country. I only played it because, you know, I really want to be some big-time football player, but that wasn't going to happen. So I was like, you know, cross country seems really cool. And so Coach Halberg and Thomas Stamberger, they were like two of the biggest mentors I've ever had, for sure. And I'm just unbelievably grateful for them. They taught me so much about running, and they really are the reason I even began to enjoy the sport. And then Coach Rob took over, and he's really like nothing changed, you know. Helped out a lot, so. And real quick, when you say Coach Helberg, we're talking about Bob Helberg, who stepped away a couple years ago, and then Michael Robinson is the coach now. Yes. Definitely. Ian, you know, being part of the program as well, having both coaches, did you see a difference in coaching styles, and did you adapt to both of them? Oh, so Coach Helberg and uh, Coach Robinson, they both coached track also, so they were they had known each other for a little bit, and uh, our freshman year, and it was Coach Hallberg. Uh, he would sometimes have Coach Robinson there, like, watching his practice and, like, getting to know the sport a little bit more, so he would be ready to step in as the new coach when Coach Hallberg stepped down. And so both of them were pretty good guys and have helped you guys uh, improve on the cross-country courses? Of course, yeah. Perfect. All right, before I got you guys on here, I asked if you wanted to play a game of hot potato, shoot you some random rapid-fire questions. Are you guys ready for this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so we'll go the first three. Brock, you go first. I'll just ask all three. Brock, you say your answers. Then I'll go to Ian, and then I'll flip it, and I'll do three Ian first, and then and then Brock after, okay? All right, sounds good. Perfect. You know, we have a fair opportunity here, you know what I mean? <laughs> All right, Brock. First, we'll go McDonald's or Burger King? Oh, McDonald's. Not a big fast food guy, but McDonald's. Disney World or Universal Studios? Oh, Disney World. Marvel or DC? Marvel. All right, Ian. Marvel or DC? Uh, I'm going to go Marvel, too. Disney World or Universal Studios? <sighs> Disney World. McDonald's or Burger King? Definitely McDonald's. Burger King is a no-go for me. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. All right, so we'll do three more. Ian, we're going to do you first. You ready? Yep. All right. Undertaker or Brock Lesnar? Brock Lesnar, because I have no clue. (laughs) Which switch. Oh, that's awesome. Brock, I want your answer right now for that one. Undertaker or Brock Lesnar? Oh, definitely Brock Lesnar. Definitely. You guys are young. (laughs) Undertaker came out when I was like five years old, so yeah. (laughs) Back to Ian. Ford or Chevy? Oh, Chevy. All of them. MLB or NBA? Uh, NBA, probably. Just more excited. All right, Brock. NBA or MLB? Definitely NBA. Ford or Chevy? Chevy, for sure. Are you guys sure you're not family? (laughs) (laughs) if you're not family you can definitely tell your real close friends with the similar answers but good stuff thanks for playing a game of hot potato with me 
and I wish you guys the best of luck on cross-country courses. Actually, I'm really not a guy of luck. I know you put in the work, obviously the miles that you put in in the off-season. So I know you guys got this. Hopefully the results down the road pan out the way you want them to. So thanks again for joining Edge of Your Seat Podcast, Brock and Ian. Thank you. Thanks for having us.